Let's keep calm and mother on. Mothering is way too important to do alone and way too serious to be serious all the time. My name is Christy Thomas, and I am here shoulder to shoulder with you, mothering and enjoying life together. This is the podcast where you can focus on being mindful and taking a deep breath with me and learning new things so you can pause and savor the amazing life you already have. It's June 2021, and what a year it's been. I am so excited to be here today. I am... um, sitting in my bedroom with my favorite candle, just did some deep breathing exercises, and now we're going to record about how I plan summer. Are you ready for that? And I think that all of us need to reconsider before we jump back into all the things that we did two summers ago, how we plan summer. In fact, last year in In all the craziness, I offered a class that I did live online called How to Have How to Plan for the Best Summer Ever, which I find kind of ironic because I am not a huge planner. I am totally a type B sort of person. So how I plan is not um, based on dates or anything like that. Here's how I plan the summer. The first thing I do is I let myself get into a cozy spot. I grab a cup of iced coffee. I make some hibiscus iced tea. And then I sit and I think. And I think about how I want to remember the summer feeling. I think about what memories I want to have, what's the feeling I want to have when summer is over. A big part of mindful, calm parenting for me, like a key part of mindful, calm parenting for me, is beginning with um, what's called the end in mind, right? Stephen Covey, I think, developed that phrase, beginning with the end in mind. And for me, the end in mind is not often a finished product. I am a mom. I am a homemaker and I am raising children, helping them grow into amazing, the amazing humans they already are. So a big part of my end in mind is the feelings and the memories, because I think moms are the memory keepers in a lot of ways. We have to be the ones that are intentional. This is my second chance at an amazing childhood here, right? That I get to experience it from this perspective now. So what's the feeling I want to remember from summer? That's my step one. And I sit and I daydream and then I ask my kids how they want to feel at the end of summer. And then we move from there. But step one is what's the feeling that I want to remember? Number two is what would a month of that feeling need, right? So once I have the the product I'm working towards, the feeling that I want more of for summer, what do I need to include to help trigger that feeling, right? Like if I want to have a feeling of novelty or of rest, of curiosity, 
of humor. What do I need to have in a month to make that happen? So it could be that I need my kids to sit down and help me make a bucket list of summer on a construction board, poster board sort of paper. And we do do that. We've hung it up on the wall. And when we find new things we want to do, we write it down. Some summers we started with like 100 ideas and it was a little bit stressful feeling. Now what we do is just a handful of ideas. And then when new things pop up, we write them down so we can check them off that we've done them. So a bucket list. Is there anything that I need to do in terms of travel if I want a summer of novelty or of more connection with family? Is there anything I need to do for personal goals or helping my kids maintain some academic challenges or help them meet the next challenge that they want for the fall? Do I need to figure out the library summer program, right? And do I need help in any way? Do I need to find an expert in something? Do I need to hire help? Do I need to sign up for a meal delivery service? Is this the season that a house cleaner would be really helpful if I can swing it? Or a mother's helper? What do you need to make that feeling happen? In fact, as I'm sitting here, I've just realized that one of the things I decided I needed was I needed um, more um, under eye gels so that I could use them weekly for the month (laughs) that we're kind of segueing into question three. But once you figure out what you need in a month to make your feelings happen, then you break it down even smaller and What would those weeks need to have in them? And one of the things that since I wanted a summer that was going to have some recharge element to it, that I wanted to feel rested and rejuvenated, I ordered under the eye gel pads. They kind of look like blue leeches. They go under your eyes, but they're cooling and they feel good. And it's one of those treats that I like to do. Um, So I made sure that I had more of those. And I wanted to have dinners that were simpler. So I signed up for, I re-signed up for a new meal delivery service for me. So my kids can take that turn of making dinners because it's step by step. The eight-year-old can pair up with either me or one of the teenagers and we can all work together. So what does your week need? Once you have your big feeling, I don't want you to get lost in thinking that that feeling is just going to happen if you live your life how you normally do. Because I have found with I'm type B that I can inspire that feeling easier if I take the time to build the scaffolding for it. So that's what this how I'm planning my summer feels like. It feels like I have this amazing piece of artwork I want to hang up on the wall, but I have to build the scaffolding so I can put this painting way up high on the wall. So we've talked about looking at the month and then looking at the week, what your week would need to add. Like if I want to have a summer feeling of novelty 
And that includes doing like the water park near me or getting so many hikes in, whatever it is, or reading, visiting the library to get, go to activities. That was a huge thing when my kids were a little bit younger and going to all the, the summertime assemblies. We adored that. If you want to do that, or if you want to try out a new ice cream recipe every week, or an ice cream Sunday bar every week, whatever it is, write down what your week would need and just make a big running list. There is no silly things to write down, no dumb ideas to write down on this list, okay? Because everyone's summer is going to be different. You, What your family needs to have the summer that feels good to you, it's going to be completely different than the summer that feels good to me and my family. There's no one way to be a perfect mom, right? But there's a million ways to be a great one. That goes with the summer. There's no one way. <laughs> it's impossible to have the perfect summer, but there's a million ways to have a really good one but you have to know what you're moving towards. So after you've broken down what the, a great week would look like to inspire the feelings that your family wants, then what you need to do is to figure out your day. Like what would be your bare minimums for your day? What would help you the most for me, I have to have movement in my day. My daily run is a huge part of my day. And I can tell you the days that I run early versus the days that I run late in the day, it's a totally different feeling all day long until that run is done. So do you need some quiet time? Do you need to implement a family boredom hour? so that you get a break and everyone can go to their own corners. What does your day need? Do you need to go on a walk so you can talk to a friend, either in person or over the phone at the same time every day? Or maybe you have a rotating list of people that you call. Whatever works for you. Do you hear the the pattern here? I hope you do. We're aiming for feeling. And so there's not going to be a summer that looks the same for any one family. But a big part for me is when I think about that feeling and I break it all the way down to the day level, I think about what my heart needs, right? What my body needs, what my brain needs. I'm a huge fan of curiosity then I think about if I'm going to have enough introversion or extroversion time that I need a little bit of both in my days and I want to feel engaged. So I need to build in both. So I look for the activities that feed both. And when I'm done looking at what the perfect anchors of my day would be, right, then I break it down even more. Because I have found through this daily running habit that tiny, small habits that I think are so silly, 
make a huge impact. The type of habits that it would be so easy not to do, but when you do them, they they just make all the other dominoes fall down. So for me, after I look at the daily things that I think would really fuel that feeling and create the space that I want for my family and for myself, then I think about how I can use my mornings and evenings to bring joy, which is always something I'm looking for. So my evenings, I start off with making sure that the kitchen's cleaned up, that the dishwasher starts no matter how many dishes are in it. I run it no matter what because I am not an efficient dishwasher and my dishwasher uses less water than me. And then I load a wash into the washer um, and I use the timer on my washing machine to do a delay wash so it washes overnight. And this is great for two reasons. My power company offers me lower electricity rates if I use appliances in the evening hours versus the daytime hours. So I save my washing for overnight and it auto starts. So there we go. And then I do something called a rig for bedtime where I turn down the lights. I switch which lights are on. I wash my face. I brush my teeth. At the same time, my kids are doing these things. That's a key part for me for summertime vibes. I rake for bedtime at the same time my kids are getting ready for bed because my kids are old enough and independent enough to do those actions. And then, and then I get to relax. Because morning me will find when I wake up the dishwasher just needs emptying and my kids can help me with that. Then I put the wet clothes that were washed overnight straight into the dryer and get that load all done. Hopefully before like 8 a.m. those clothes are folded and put away or at least, you know, almost all the way done. And I find if I do just one load a day like that, it makes a huge difference in my running list of things that need to be done. I used to be a person that had a giant load of laundry, but this system works for me. So those small tasks, those small things, um, allow me to then go into reading a personal development book or a fiction book. I try to read 10 pages every day in the morning of a book. And then I move my body. Ideally, I get my run done or if I'm trying to do any weightlifting done. And then I can journal a little bit. Um, And it's not a complicated journal. In the evenings, I like to try to journal the one and give myself credit for one thing that went really well that day. And in the mornings, I try to jot down three things I'm excited for to try to prime that pump. Or, and I write down any big ideas from the reading that I want to keep remembering. And those big ideas often show up here in this podcast. So that's how I'm planning for summer. I don't know how other moms plan for summer. I... I haven't mentioned really a calendar at all. 
it's pretty go with the flow. I try to just figure out what we need so we end up with the feeling we want to feel. That this gives me enough flexibility to say yes to a baseball game or going to the beach for dinner or inviting friends over or chasing down the ice cream truck. It just gives space in my day to be mindful and present and to focus on connection to both myself and the kids because there's nothing more maddening than doing everything but not feeling like you never get to breathe. So that's the goal for summer is to plan some time to breathe and to pause. In fact, my word for summer that I keep repeating to myself is that I want to have a selfish summer. So my days and my week and my month are really focusing on things that I want to do and the things that I find joyful and the projects I want to finish. And my kids get to ride along for the ride because they want a happy mom and not a perfect mom. Uh, Well, for today's self-care, I want you to work through those five steps. I want you to sit down and take paper and pencil out and write down your ideas of where you want your feeling headed and what would help you in terms of the month and the week and the day and then even anchors at morning and evening. And then for the family fun idea, I invite you to spend an evening um, folding paper airplanes. We did this spontaneously the other day and it was hilarious. We have now have paper airplanes that can do loop-de-loops and darts and they've flown them over a pool. It's, It's just so much fun to see what you can do with a paper and how you can discover physics that way. We did find that there is a Guinness Book of World Records of a man who can throw so many paper airplanes at a certain number of watermelons. If you want to go look that up, that might be a fun family activity. But be careful, the paper airplanes can pierce the watermelons. So they are sharp when you throw them the right way. You are exactly the right mom for your kids. I am so thankful that you're here. I don't take this time that you share with me for granted in any way. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Thank you for giving hugs to the kids around you. Thank you for taking care of yourself and showing your kids that you matter and that you're fully human. You're amazing. Have a great day.